Welcome to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. The website, this show, and our newsletter all focus on making the science of advanced nutrition and greater overall health accessible to everyone. Buckle up for our latest episode to get ideas, tools, and practical knowledge you can use to improve your health and move towards your perfect version of ultimate wellness. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast shares interviews with nutrition experts, health researchers, and everyday people that have changed their lifestyle and nutrition to support greater health. You'll learn how to implement lasting change and create new habits that support greater wellness and a happier, healthier life. Please visit healnourishgrowpodcast.com for full show notes and links to our guests. Dr. Fiona Tassoni is the director and founder of Solaris Health, which is a leading fertility health center for acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, and herbal medicine. Her passion for women's health and healing over the past 21 years brings a wealth of knowledge to the area of gynecology and infertility. Fiona graduated from Victoria University of Technology in 2001 with a Bachelor of Health Science which is traditional Chinese medicine acupuncture, and then went to complete her Master's of Applied Science at RMIT in 2012 in Chinese herbal medicine. Other licenses and accreditations include Chinese Medicine Registration Board, Victoria Member, Australian Traditional Medicine Society, and Iyengar Yoga Teacher Certificate from Ramamani Iyengar Memorial Institute 2004. Fiona has an empathetic and compassionate approach to find a person or couple's tailored fertility solution while working intuitively and from a totally integrative perspective. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. Today, I have a guest that I have been waiting to talk to now for a couple of months. Her name is Dr. Fiat. Fiona Tassoni, and she works with all things Chinese medicine and especially focused on fertility. So Dr. Tassoni, welcome. And we're so happy to have you here today on the Heal Nourish Show podcast. Cheryl, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm glad we, our, our lines finally connected. <laughs> We're not ships passing in the night anymore. Uh, so can you just start out by telling people a little bit about how you got into Chinese medicine and then after that, a little bit on how you got focused on the subject of fertility, because this is something that I am particularly interested in. Um, I don't have any biological children myself. I'm now 50, so that ship has sailed. But um, I have four friends who have also struggled with infertility. So it is not uncommon. It is amazing to me that I have that many people in my life that have either done IVF or done some kind of uh, drug therapy because despite all their best efforts, they haven't been able to get pregnant. So I'm excited for you to share with people some things that they might be able to try and, and you know, how you got into all this. Well, I got into Chinese medicine when I was working and living in London. You know, all Australians tend to have the two-year work and tour and travel. And so most of us tend to head to the UK. And uh, so I was, you know, working and traveling and living in London and using it as a base for travel. And I was uh, probably going to pursue a career in law, like I had uh, been sponsored to study law in Australia after coming after I finished my travels in the UK. But I actually had some acupuncture while I was in London um, and I had a back injury that I had been managing for the past six years. So I had a really bad water skiing accident. I had a posterior bulge. So I had debilitating pain and uh, it was with me every single day. And I tried all different modalities to help my pain. I saw chiropractors, physios, osteopaths, kinesiologists, GPs wanted to give me opiates and I tried mm -hmm. acupuncture really as a last resort 
And it was so miraculous. But what was really interesting is that when I went in for my back pain, the practitioner asked me about my menstrual cycle. And I thought, how does this correlate to my back pain? And I thought that was, it's something that really stuck with me that he wanted to understand about that. And now being a practitioner myself, I understand that your menstrual cycles gives you so much information about how energy is moving in your body, if there's uh, energy that's stuck. And I had dysmenorrhea and painful periods, and that does correlate with people that have back pain. So it's interesting mm. that he asked me about that menstrual cycle. So long story short, he he did acupuncture on me. I had two sessions, which not only healed the pain, but fixed the posterior bulge that I had with me for six years. Wow. So I was hooked. I was like, <laughs> this is this is my calling. You know, it was this serendipitous experience that happened in my life. And I thought, I don't want to pursue law. I'm, I'm going to get the prospectus to study Chinese medicine in Australia. And I did a 360-degree turn and went down the health and healing modality. So I came back to Australia to study Chinese medicine. And I originally started with acupuncture and then I did my master's in Chinese herbal medicine. But I started it with acupuncture because I really thought that I would pursue a career in you know, musculoskeletal injuries. And um, initially I started with sports injuries and things like that and working with athletes. But then the same thing, you know, you, you have female, female uh, patients come to see you and you're always asking them about their menstrual cycle. And see, Chinese medicine looks at not just what the issue is, that's just the branch, you know, they go to the root of what's going on. So basically I was gynecologically working with women and helping fix a lot of issues around menstruation, be it amenorrhea, dysmenorrhea, you know, clotting factors, you know, um, endometriosis, polycystic ovaries. And so there was this gravitational pull that just took me in this fertility direction. So it wasn't something that I planned. I never thought I would be prescribing herbs or putting needles into people. It, I didn't <laughs> think that was my calling in life, but here I am. And I think life is about stepping stones. You know, you, you never know where you're going to end up, but it's it's an incredible yes. career. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I, I love that story because I, I the way I got into what I do is it has nothing to do with the plan either. So I think it's, it's not that unusual. <laughs> um, no. One thing that might be interesting for people before we go into more about how you work with people on their fertility, if people aren't familiar with uh, acupuncture, and I've, I've had it before myself, and um, being a yoga person and kind of uh, being very interested in Eastern modalities. I'm kind of familiar with it, but probably not, not to the extent that, you know, most people hear it and they're just like, they know that they get needles stuck in them, but they don't know about the chi and they don't know how to the, like, what's the theory behind it. So maybe you could go into that a little bit for people so that they have an understanding of how it works with the root cause and how it works with the energetic system of your body. Of course. Well, you know, as organic living matter, we're, we are all energy. We are energy embodied in a, en masse. So basically, um, and everything relates to everything else. We're so connected. This web of energy connects us to, to me, to you, even in this conversation. But if we just look at the human body, for example, we have meridians and, and this is where the energy flows through these 12 primary meridians. And it, they traverse very similar pathways to arteries, nerves and veins although they're not arteries, nerves or veins. And, you know, before when, when I started practicing, it was very hard to quantify it and qualify it because we're talking about something that's invisible. 
You know, it's like measuring electricity in the body. That's the analogy <laughs> I try to give people so they can understand it. But what they started to do in Korea was map the, um, they started injecting isotopes in the body and they could actually take an X-ray of that isotope and it was mapping all the meridians that they, they had yep, hypothesized for you know, <sighs> two to 5,000 years. So we now have a, a, a meridian system, which you can see um, under an X-ray and it's fascinating. And so basically we insert these metal instruments, you know, called acupuncture needles. They're very fine and I think this is where it gets a bit scary for some people because they think it's a big hypodermic injection you know when you've had your <laughs> rubella you know when you've had your vaccinations and rubella injections as a kid you think oh that's what acupuncture is well it's it's the antithesis of that meaning the opposite of that it's the strand of a hair like that's why we use guide shoes because the needles are so uh fine and they're malleable meaning they bend so we have to put them in a guide tube and they're inserted very superficially into the skin. And if you look what metal does, metal is a conductor of energy. So basically we insert the, the, the needle into the skin in the peripheral regions of the body. And there's about 365 points over the body and that's just naming a, a few of them. And basically we're going to encourage the energy flow. It's like almost opening up a dam. Sometimes we have to find where the blockages are and we have to move the open the dams and get the energy to move. But sometimes there can be depletions. So we need to become alchemists and we need to move energy in a direction, you know, especially if, if somebody is like deficient or, you know, fatigued, for example, we need, might need to nourish or tonify or build that energy up. So these 12 primary meridians are all named after the the same organs in Western medicine. And this is where it gets a little bit confusing because <laughs> we have the spleen energy, but it's not your spleen like it does in Western medicine. We also have the kidney meridian, it's, but it's not your, your, your kidneys as, you know, as we would say in Western medicine. So these pathways are named after the organs. And so that's where it gets a little bit confusing for people because when I say, oh, you have kidney deficiency, and in Chinese medicine, the kidneys rule the back and the spine and the knees. So, for example, when I was being treated with acupuncture, they treated my kidney meridian and my bladder mm. meridian. And, you know, you could probably talk to a Western doctor and then they would say, but there's nothing wrong with your kidneys. You've just done a kidney <laughs> function test. So there's a bit of misunderstanding until you understand the theory behind Chinese medicine. And it's it's a rabbit's warren. So we could we could spend the next three hours talking about <laughs> Chinese medicine theory. But in a nutshell, it's just based on these 12 meridians and we're correcting you know, the imbalances. Basically, the whole aim of Chinese medicine is to restore the balance, is to bring balance into the qi flow. So qi is energy and we're basically restoring that flow. The holidays are officially upon us, and you know what that means. Lots of sales. If you enjoy our work here at Heal, Nourish, Grow, there is a very easy way to support us without actually spending any extra money. Just start all of your holiday shopping on our shop page. It's easy to find by simply going to HealNourishGrow.com and clicking on the word shop in our navigation menu, or you can go straight to HealNourishGrow.com shop.
There you'll find wellness products, clean beauty, healthy lifestyle products, keto-friendly, sugar-free food and drinks, and more. We get a small commission at no extra cost to you, and you get to try our favorite products with a huge discount. If you love to shop on Amazon, you can also go see our favorite products there by going to amazon.com shop slash heal, nourish, grow. Thanks so much for your support, and I hope you find some amazing holiday deals. Be sure to be on the lookout for our latest gift guide coming to the website soon. Well, and that makes a lot of sense in how that might relate to fertility, I think, because um, even physical blockages are sometimes the cause, but there's also a lot of energetic things. And by the way, thank you so much for mentioning that they had done the isotopes and been able to visualize that because I had never heard that before. And that is absolutely amazing. I just love that. Oh, it's like uh, there's now even, there's, there's like even, proof. Yeah, there's proof. <laughs> there's another. There's there are other studies too where, like for example, on my foot there's a there's a point called liver three right between the big toe and the little toe, and it's at that junction between those metatarsal bones. Now, liver three in Chinese medicine it treats the head and eyes. Now, what they did is they put electrodes on the brain, and basically when they stimulated that needle. The, the frontal and parietal lobes of the brain lit up in this experiment, which govern vision. So basically we're getting all these theories in Western medicine to prove our science. So that's why I think we've come into mainstream health now that we've got that full you know, proof and understanding that this is actually real. Because when I first started Chinese medicine, can I just say my introduction <laughs> to Chinese medicine with, uh, with the health funds was a man... Chinese man standing over a body on the table with two dead fish going like this. Oh gosh. And we, we we were treated like witchcraft doctors and I'm sure you know 3000 years ago I would have been burned at the stake. But now it's like everybody's on board with the acupuncture, you know? Because yeah, it's, it's scientifically fantastic. proven. Yeah, it is scientifically proven <laughs> finally. Finally, we've got rid of the dead fish and uh, now it's become mainstream. We've got, you know, GPs are practicing it. We've got osteos um, incorporating it into their treatments. What physio doesn't do dry needling nowadays? You know, it's all ac- uh, yeah. under, the banner of, under the banner of acupuncture. Clearly, clearly those are, uh, they're not trained the way that we are in terms of we've had four years of comprehensive study and understanding the Chinese medicine theory and diagnosis and patterns of disharmony and all of that that goes with it. But everyone's on board with acupuncture and Chinese medicine now. It's it's wonderful to see it evolve over the past 21 years because when I first started, <clears throat> it was in the dark ages. Yeah, I'm sure. And and now actually um, sometimes insurances will even cover it now, which exactly. is pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is covered by all major health funds in Australia. I know that particularly, but yeah. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Great. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads us right into how people can use this. And and I just, as a side note, I will tell people that I've had both acupuncture and dry needling and by yeah. far acupuncture is far more pleasant. <laughs> the dry needling Indeed it is. Yeah. is a little intense, but anyway, that's yeah. just a side note. So um, Dr. Tristone, if you could ch- chat now a little bit about, uh, you know, you kind of told us how the, you just happened to probably because a lot of people are struggling with fertility nowadays. You know, it's like you keep wanting to put it off, put it off. And then when you finally are ready, uh, then for a lot of people, it's maybe too late or they have some health problems that are, are, that are challenged getting in the way. So um, you obviously were experiencing people having this issue. 
And mm -hmm. now that's what you specialize in. So when people come to you, they probably tried a lot of things, I'm sure at that point. And so then how do you go about working with them differently? I know you mentioned it's kind of very holistic, much like Chinese medicine, that some of some things with their diet, obviously the acupuncture. Um, so I'm just excited to hear how that process goes. Yeah, well, initially when I first started, we, I, as I said, I primarily worked with women. And, and so, you know, I was working gynecologically and helping women um, find their balance, you know, overcome their issues gynecologically, be it PCOS, endometriosis, amenorrhea, dysmenorrhea, clotting factors, all those kinds of things. But then I started over the last 10 years, I would say that there's been this global decline in sperm. So I've started working primarily with couples together because it's really mm -hmm. is now 50% the woman and 50% the man. And, you know, we've got, you know, declining sperm counts, we've got low morphology, low motility. And uh, so a lot of this can be lifestyle based, you know, so a lot of the time when I'm working, particularly with the males, it's the clean up the diet lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, because <laughs> yeah. the testicles need to be cool. And, and most of the, the diets nowadays of guys, it's like fast food and, you know, and so it's just like literally it's a, an anti-inflammatory diet that I'll put the guys on just to cool them down, get their cortisol down, improve that love hormone, that oxytocin, improve that blood circulation to the testicles. Um, <clears throat> and then with working with women, it's working on whatever issues they've got. Um, so then it's a fusion of bringing them together. So we'll be working diet, lifestyle, nutrition, mindset, and then it can be intimacy issues. You know, the mm. the stress of trying to conceive can really pull couples apart because, you know, you baby making sex can be routine sex. And so, you know, that's where, you know, I'll bring different things into the mix, like the five languages of love, with love and intimacy, finding each other's love language and communicating that way with each other, or even, you know, doing some tantra techniques. So, you know, my work as a practitioner is working out where the deficiencies are. Is it in the relationship? Is there trauma? You know, sometimes it can be, you know, you may have had an accident or you may have had re recurrent pregnancy loss and there's a lot of grief and sadness. So we've got to sometimes work with a team of people. Sometimes I will refer them to counsellors to workshop what their past trauma is because a lot of us a lot of us we all we all have truckloads of things to work through and this fertility process brings it all to the light you know we, we it's like a pandora's box when i start working with people so there's so many layers to being a human being there's metaphysical there's the physical there's the emotional and then there's the spiritual you know, I often work with religious people you know orthodox jewish people um italians uh, Catholics, all different types, Muslims. I've got so many people that I work with, Hindus, and I love that. And I, I love learning about different cultures and, and traditions. And so I've got to incorporate that into the process as well. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. We'd also love it if you could post a review on iTunes. It helps us so much by allowing others to more easily find us. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to the show. 
yeah, there's, there are so many layers. And like, as you mentioned, just knowing that, like I mentioned how, how many people that I know that have been through that process and, and it is very stressful on both parts of the couple. And as mm -hmm. you mentioned, um, you know, it's, it's not always on the woman. It's a lot of times, you know, there's this whole thing with declining test. I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but in the U S like men's testosterone has declined significantly in the last 50 mm. years. Um, <clears throat> I suspect it's multifactorial, but certainly a lot based on diet, I think, as you mentioned. Um, mm. so when they come to you, you know, you do have all these emotional things and, um, maybe, uh, physical things like low motility, some of those things that you mentioned. Um, but mm. when you're just talking about overall health, what are some of the things that you have them do almost as a rule? Like, is there anything that you just recommend across the board for people just for overall health? Totally, totally. Across the board for overall health, like I, it's about getting the pillars in place. So everyone learns that we start the day with a standard glass of water, 200 mils, and add a fresh squeeze of fresh lime or lemon, and then two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. Because really it's about setting up the day. And I like to begin the day. So I like to work on that cortisol awakening response. So open the curtains, look at the sunshine or walk out onto the patio and, you know, start to get this circadian rhythm working. Um, you know, have your blinds closed, sleep in a dark room. So I get sleep. Sleep is a big pillar. So we work on your sleep. We work on waking up with water and hydration and setting up that microbiome because the microbiome is that second brain. So everyone starts the day with the lemon love. I call it the lemon love. And sometimes <laughs> you might need to titrate up with the apple cider vinegar, depending on if you've got gastroesophageal reflux disease. Um, and so they'll all start with that. And also remember, after you've slept, your body's just dehydrated. Your, your Every organ is wanting hydration. And remember, we need so much hydration for this fertility process. We need it for sperm particularly, but we need it to nourish the ovaries and for, for, for the maturation of the follicles. So everyone starts with that. Then it's like the cleanup of the diet. So I love, you know, the paleo way of eating. I love anti-inflammatory diets, but there's not one diet that fits everybody. That's the beauty of Chinese medicine. Like you actually do need to have carbohydrates to ovulate. So, you know, I, um, some people can tolerate grain, some people can't. And it's about understanding everyone's patterns of disharmony and their diagnosis and just working out what diet fits their type. But basically, under the banner of an anti-inflammatory diet, I call it the cleanup. Usually there's some form of liver detox in there. So I will get them to do acupuncture weekly. I'll get them to do some liver detoxing herbs and and then we start to, it's almost like till the soil, lay the foundation. <laughs> so you get really basic pillars in place. Then it's like, all right, exercise. With fertility, it's like not over-exercising because we don't want our adrenals to be taxed. So I always encourage all my couples as a bare minimum, walking 30 to 40 minutes a day. But mm. then it's doing what you love. So if you're a runner, <clears throat> and I have, these, you know, I work with, you know, bodybuilders and, you know, world champions that are at nine and 10% body fat. And I'm having to claw them back a little bit and to train like Lady Jane, you know, not at the VO2 <laughs> max. And, you know, because in the fertility process, we need extra body fat and we need the cortisol down. We need to raise the oxytocin and bring the cortisol down. So I have to pull back and I do interval training or more of a HIIT 
um, routine for my overachievers. <laughs> but exercise is another pillar. So it's just structurally getting those little things in place. And I always get everybody to do the breathing. Like I'm a yoga teacher, Iyengar background trained as well. So I that's can another... tell when you put your foot up earlier. I knew it. I knew it immediately. Because <laughs> <laughs> got, got the, yeah. the spread toes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, Wait, I don't, that's I don't know right. if I can do it because I'm not warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So yeah, I did my Iyengar training and, and it's really nice to bring in different things, threads in this process. So I find the breath is so powerful. So I teach everybody just diaphragmatic breathing, which is, I call it the belly breath. It's really just learning to breathe into your lower, the lower part of your abdomen. Now, most people, they shallow breathe. They're like, they breathe and their, their, their diaphragm is like, it's almost suffocating their, their esophagus. Mm. So by learning to breathe into your belly, it, it calms the vagus nerve, calms your nervous system. It just sets up that, you know, rest, nest and digest before you go to sleep. So I teach everybody the breathing technique and I get everybody to, you know, create a dream plan and visualize because using our powers of procreation is powerful. It's potent. So I get everybody to dream again, to think of a future time and place where you're either in utero or with your newborn and use all your senses of perception so what can you smell, taste, touch, and make it so tangible that the subconscious mind, and give it as much detail, that we move in that direction. And it opens up the heart again to receive. And if the heart's open and happy and dreaming, then the uterus is receptive and those embryos are going to stick. So there's so many layers to this process, but yeah, they're, but they're the basic pillars. I, oh my gosh, okay, I almost want to cry because I can just... I, I know now why you're so successful, because what you just described, I think maybe one of the more, most important things of all the things that you just described, you know, you talked about people struggling with this, having past possibly miscarriages and things like that. And it really does create, I think, like a deep sorrow that is very difficult to overcome. And so your uh, technique of that, that visualization where it's very rich and very tangible, as you said, and, and just all the details, I just think if people did, of course, I want them to do all the things that you said, because that's all amazing for anyone's health. But um, I think that that last part about the visualization, I just think that would be so powerful for a lot of people, because yeah. I think they just get so in that process, that stressful process, and they forget to have that hope still, which I think exactly. you need that if you're going to conceive. You do. And you have to believe like part of, I have so many people, I would say that there's a big percentage and I'm not, I'm not going to put a number on it, but a big percentage of people come to see me and I can see in their eyes, they don't believe it. They don't believe mm. this is possible. So I've got to spark that belief system. Like, first of all, we have to believe this is possible, that it's possible for you. And, you know, it has to start with that. So that's why we start with this dream. And the more detail I get people to bring to it, you know, I even get them to sing their lullaby or, you know, for yes, I had a, a session yesterday and one of the husbands, he's quite religious. His, his song, his lullaby that he was singing to his wife's belly was Jesus loves me. And I was just like, Oh, we were all teary in this. Dream oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I was just like, I said, so anytime you don't believe this, you sing that song, Jesus Loves Me, and let, let yourself light up because when you're singing, 
it's really hard to be sad when you're singing. When you're singing, you're connected to God. You know, you're in a state of receivership. So I get people to sing and couples to sing when they, even when they're not believing it. But I said, <laughs> because your heart's listening. Your ovaries are listening. Like every cell in your body is conscious it's because it's that, that energy that we're all connected. This web of connection in your body. It's like, so I've got to literally start talking to everything with love. So it's like everything that I do is like, how do we increase the dose of love in this process? <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. And, and such an Iyengar kind of principle too. I think when he had that, I mean, I think people know him best for the alignment stuff, you know, yes, but um, true. I think that there are underappreciated parts of his teachings. Well, you know, even if I'm like, as we go through the coaching, I get people to do sequences. Like I will, I will always instill the menstrual sequence to my patients that are menstruating. So these are postures that are, you know, designed forward bends to encourage blood flow, to calm the nervous system, to restore. And uh, so, you know, throughout the cycle, whether we're in the follicular cycle, we're ovulating, I will give them different yoga poses to do. And even if they're getting into bed at night, I get them all into Supta Baddha which is the bound angle pose, laying on your back where the soles and feet are touching. It opens up the pelvic rim and they can connect their heart and their womb space and they can just literally breathe in and it calms the nervous system before they sleep, but releases the spine, the hips, and then all those beautiful, all those, those organs, be it the testes or if I'm working with the uterus and the womb and the ovaries, it's getting increasing that blood flow. So it's all subliminal and I love to infuse the Iyengar stuff in because Guruji, he, you know, I met him in uh, 2006 when I went to the Institute and, oh, cool. you know, he, he, it was just a couple of years before he died and um, it was amazing to see this man still doing a half an hour shoulder stamp and hanging, oh, over the, hanging over the backbender and doing all these poses in his, at 90, 92 he was at the time and these discourses, his mind, it was, it was, he was an inspiration. If you've been around my content for a while, you know that one of my favorite things is making and eating gourmet food and pairing it with wine. You might think you can't enjoy wine though while trying to lose weight or stay in ketosis. And if you're drinking traditional wine, you might be right. So many wines are mass produced and full of sugar and other garbage additives that can wreak havoc on your health goals and just make you feel bad. Fortunately, I discovered Dry Farm Wines. I've been drinking their wine for years now and I love this company. They individually test small batch wines produced by vintners that are committed to the practice of dry farm production. Some of my favorites have been the Blaufrancish variety from Austria and all of the wines from the Loire Valley in France. Dry farm wines are free from excess sulfites and mold that can cause adverse reactions and hangovers. With no added sugar, each wine is tested to be under one gram of sugar in the entire bottle. Yep, you just heard that right. There's less than one carb in the whole bottle of wine. They're also slightly lower alcohol, which means you can enjoy a delicious wine pairing at dinner any given night and not end up with a hangover. You can receive an extra bottle for just a penny with your first order by visiting dryfarmwines.com slash heal nourish grow. I'd love to hear what your favorite wine is after you try it and be sure to tag me on social with pictures of your wine and delicious dinners. Again, that bottle of wine for a penny is at dryfarmwines.com slash heal nourish grow. Yeah, it's, I think that's kind of the beauty of people that get out of the Western uh, medicine practice mode because 
I think when you're open to one sort of thing, like whether it's yoga or whatever, it makes you more open to seeing the connection between all of them and also just having an open mind to, you know, for example, they always knew that acupuncture worked and, and we knew about chi and we knew about all that, but they couldn't really prove it before. And then you just Definitely. described now how we actually have the technology where we can see some of these things. And so it's hard for people though, to trust without some of the scientific, and I'm guilty of that I am like a big, like, show me the, show me the research kind of person, money. you know, but, <laughs> but, uh, that's one thing that yoga has been a gift to me is that it has opened my heart and my mind to just letting things in that I can't totally understand, but that I can, but I know that they work. And then I just, I just trust that for whatever reason it works yeah. after that. And I have prayers that I give them, you know, a uterus prayer about tuning into the womb space and, you know, just adorning the palace. Like the, that's the beauty of Chinese medicine. I love the metaphors that they use. So the womb in Chinese medicine is known as the palace for the child. So the, the it's called Zigong, awesome. the palace for the child. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? In Western it medicine, it's known, yeah, it's known as an unnecessary organ. And I think that's so <laughs> disrespectful. You know, this is this, this organ of creation. So I love that we give this beautiful metaphor. So I'm always giving my patients these visuals to let's light up the palace, let's adorn it, let's light it up with light and visualize like a cup of light. As you breathe into it, fill up your cup with love and light and golden, diamond, platinum light. And, you know, they feel that. They feel that when they breathe. Yes. Can so... Once, once your couples conceive, then, yeah. I mean, I assume that they're still doing all these wonderful health practices that you've already put in place. Are there, is there anything additional that happens once conception has happened to sort of just nurture the whole process in, from an Eastern medicine perspective? Like, how do you do that differently than just, obviously they're still going to get their ultrasounds and all of those sorts of things, but what other things do you recommend uh, throughout the well, pregnancy? When, <clears throat> well, pregnancy Basically, if you look at it very simply, we, we, we look at the womb, it, it's a warm place and babies don't want to stick in a very cold palace. So it's all about warming foods. So everything when you're pregnant is all about being cooked, no raw foods. And you'll see that it's recommended to most women that they avoid, you know, raw fish and soft cheeses, you know. So Chinese medicine already had that understanding thousands of years ago. So it's all soups, stews, slow cooked foods, Bone broth is king. It helps everything, you know, gives your embryos everything that they need to grow and to mature and develop. So um, I, I call it the fertility elixir of life. So a cup of bone broth a day <laughs> while you're pregnant and warming foods. It's, it's also pulling back a little bit, you know, especially that first trimester. I tend to, you know, claw things back. It's going to be very gentle yin yoga. It's going to be walking. Um, it's tuning in, sending love and light to your embryo, you know, and really finding some of those meditative practices. So I'll often give them yoga poses to do in addition. Um, but then it's also, too, things that will come up. There can be morning sickness. <laughs> so we have a, a beautiful point on the wrist, and it's called pericardium six, and it's three finger breaths down the midline of the wrist in between the tendons and that point okay. is the I call it the Wonder Woman power activate. It's the <laughs> point that's yeah, yeah. It's like imagine Wonder Woman with her bands on, but this point yeah. um, helps with morning sickness. So oh, I will give people acup yeah, acupressure and things that they can do. 
And also there's that anxiety in the first trimester. So there's a point between the eyebrows and this point is known as the third eye. It also connects to the heart. So when women are feeling anxious, I get them to tap it. And we've also mm. got a point at the top of the head, Bakwi. It's called Do20, and it helps the embryo stick. It's the implantation point. So I'll often get women to wake up in the morning and do some EFT tapping, and especially if they're anxious, and then they can massage this point on their wrist. So it never ends. The therapy never ends. And I like to impart as much of the acupuncture and the meridian therapy I incorporate that as they go in the coaching so that they can go, right, morning sickness point, oh, anxiety point, oh, I can massage my earlobes. Because if you look at the ear, it's actually an upside-down fetus. And oh, just that's interesting. By, yeah. And, yeah, so at the top of the ears, you know, in that triangular fossa, that connects to the uterus and it calms the nervous system. We call it shen men. So I get women to massage their ears and their earlobes and yes, there's various points along the body. And uh, so basically if that, I, I just I walk them through to that first 12 weeks because that first 12 weeks until they get that first scan, there's a lot of trepidation. So usually mm -hmm. even if women stop their coaching with me, they're still in contact with me. Like I call it the cosmic umbilical cord. Like I've still always got a thread to my patients and I, I still have threads to my patients like 10 years on. They still reach up to me. Like I had a patient just recently reach out to me on Instagram, put me on an Instagram story to say, oh, Dr. Fiona helped me with my PCOS back in 2017 and to 2019 and helped me conceive my babies and got me in the right place. And it's just nice that I've got, it's like a big family. You know, I feel like I'm so blessed in this work because um, I'm connected to so many people and couples. Well, speaking of work and how people work with you, I think that you have a couple of, well, a couple ways you work with people. I think you work with them privately, but you also have some programs. So I would love it if you would share with people what you do in those programs, how they can work with you. I'm assuming nowadays, you know, a, a lot of virtual stuff because you are over there, way over there in Australia, which I hope to get back there someday, but <laughs> it might be a while. Uh, so if you could just share how people can work with you and about your programs a little bit, that would be awesome. Sure. So I work online nowadays and um, my fertility coaching has now become international. So I primarily work with the US and Canada but I still work in, in, in other different countries. And basically what um, I have is two programs. There's the three-month coaching program where you work with me on Zoom hourly every week and I send you the Chinese herbs. And then I'll organise acupuncture for you weekly in your country and I usually find somebody that is registered that can administer the acupuncture for the patients. And then I've got the seven-day intensive program and that's working with me seven days and it's a 90-minute Zoom call. And that's to get a taste of what the fertility coaching will be like over those mm -hmm. 12 weeks. But in that 12 weeks, we'll go through, as I said, all those pillars. I teach them acupuncture meridian therapy. I teach them about the theory of Chinese medicine, how to nourish their bodies, um, you know, and work out the nutrition that is right for their body type. And then wherever the deficiencies and excesses are in their relationships, what they need, what we need to focus on, um, they learn. I, I teach them fertility qigong, which is basically Chinese yoga. These are breathing <laughs> techniques, but they're using we're using movement. 
because a lot of people don't have access to yoga and classes. So I teach them what they need to know to open up their wombs and they get their chi flow. So I teach them qigong, EFT tapping. I teach them about nourishing their bodies with food and nutrition how to detox their lifestyle, how to improve their relationships, breathing techniques, mindfulness practices. So there is so much to the program and it really is tailorized depending on what that couple needs. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. That's amazing. And so if they want to reach out to you, this any of this sounds interesting, they want to learn more. You mentioned Instagram, but I'm assuming you have a website and this will all, of course, be in the show notes. But if you could just share with people, what are the best ways then to find you? Of course. On Instagram, I'm Dr. Dot Fiona Tazzoni. On, on the Facebook group, I have a private uh, Facebook group where you can actually join. It's called the Pregnancy Accelerator Program. And you can join and, you know, it's a free service that I offer to women. It's a community that I have. And you can ask any questions and I'll get your questions answered in that group. And it's a community where women are trying to conceive and we're all supporting one another and what they're going through. So the questions women learn by the questions that other women ask in the group. So I've got the Facebook group and then I've got the, the website, pregnancyaccelerator.com. Okay. Awesome. I just can't tell you how much I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation today. I only wish that I had found you about, well, first, probably 15 years ago, but if I could have found you five years ago, I, there are so many of my friends that I think you could have really helped, but hopefully now going forward, everyone will have this resource and know more about you. So thanks again for sharing today. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Thanks a million, Cheryl. It's been an absolute pleasure. (laughs) This has been the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. Again, I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. You can find show notes for this episode at healnourishgrowpodcast.com. If you have feedback on today's episode or questions about the content, please email us at podcast at healnourishgrow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to sign up for our email list at healnourishgrow.com and subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. Join us next time for more information that helps you live your best and healthiest life. Thanks for listening. Content on the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast does not constitute medical advice. Content contained in the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. Neither the company nor its owner, Heal, Nourish, Grow, LLC, nor any of the company's employees, agents, or guest speakers provide medical advice. The content provided on Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your medical provider with any questions about what health practices are right for you.